1: blog talk radio
2: welcome to GNAC Insider the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference Hear from student-athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
3: From Anchorage, Alaska to Nampa, Idaho, and from Seattle, Washington to wherever it is you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. I am Robert Lowry, your host, and certainly glad to be back with you this week following our holiday break. We certainly wish you and yours uh, had a happy, happy Christmas and a happy New Year as well. And and hopefully you had a happy opportunity to watch some of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference action going on as January now is upon us, uh, the basketball season in full swing. We're going to have an opportunity a little later to talk with Ellie Logan from the Northwest Nazarene women's basketball team. Also, we are getting into track and field season. Now, you may think this early? Well, yes, indeed. Indoor track and field is getting underway soon, and Alaska Anchorage's track and field head coach Michael Freeze will join us a little bit later tonight as well here on GNAC Insider. But to start the program tonight and to start our first broadcast of the year 2019, my pleasure to bring on the aptly named basketball coach at Seattle Pacific University, Grant Leap. You know, Grant, I was just, it just struck me when I looked at that here as I was getting ready to bring you on tonight, could there be a better basketball coach's name in America? Maybe Bob Dunk or, or, or uh, Greg Swish, but... Grant Leap has got to be up there with the with the fine basketball coaches' names in America. Has anybody ever mentioned that to you
1: well you know uh, first of all rob, thanks for having me on um glad to be here and um but you know I got that a lot when I played and the the funny thing about that to me was that you know i was never i was never known for my um my athleticism by any stretch but i you know I could really shoot um so the the leap last name didn't really fit my game very well, but I, I, you know, even going back to when I signed at Washington um, when street and Smith used to put out their kind of their preseason publication, they had a, a, a list of kind of the, the na- all name team. And I, I made that as a freshman. So it was pretty, it was just kind of a unique thing. <laughs> well,
3: that's something to have in the trophy case. No question about it. Another thing I know you want to have in your trophy case is another championship GNAC championship. For Seattle Pacific now you've had opportunity before when you were the assistant coach at Seattle Pacific the lead assistant there you helped the team to a 164 and 51 record which included a couple of regular season conference championships and three GNAC championship titles you now are in your third year coaching the Falcons what would it mean for you to be able to take one of those championships and be able to put it on your mantle uh, on your mantle as a, as a sign of a, a championship under Grant Leap?
1: You know, it'd be really important to us, but not only to me, but to the to the kids that we've had come through the program. And you know, as as uh, my staff and I took took this program over, you know, I learned a lot from from Ryan Looney, my my previous uh, boss. So, you know, not only you know just as as far as how we've built this team, um, you know, we obviously have our own identity that we wanted to build and there's some, some pretty wide differences from, from what he did to what we did. But then also kind of picking off some of those things that were really good and helped us to be successful those, those years that I was an assistant at SPU. So, you know, I think with, with this team that we have now, we've got some guys that have been through some battles together. I mean, we had 11 returning guys on this roster. Um, I think three of them are fifth-year guys that have been in the program for a long time. So we finally got to a point. With you know building our depth um, through the high school kids that we've recruited and some of the transfers we've gotten to the point that we have really good depth and really good players through all classes in the program and you know I think it really speaks well to the hard work um, that that this group has shown the perseverance to to go through some of the challenges that we've had along the way but boy does that make it all the more sweeter as as we're starting to really um, live up to the vision that we've put forth for this group and it's just been a lot of fun being a part of that process.
3: Grant Leap, Seattle Pacific University men's basketball coach, joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. And you talk about some of the adversity that the Falcons have had to overcome. I think maybe some GNAC fans may be aware that the first two games that were on the Falcons' schedule this year were taken off the schedule. You were to play down there at Chico State in their Mac Martin Invitational. But they had that just that devastating wildfire down there in that part of California. And those games uh, had to be had to be canceled. And and as as it was postponed or actually postponed and then canceled, certainly. I told you before we started this interview, I wanted to ask you this question on air. When a team like the Falcons this year has to endure or be part of certainly we our hearts go out to everybody down there in california who had to go through such a such a tragic experience you as a coach you see your players because even on the periphery they're impacted by that do you get together as as a group and and discuss uh, what they're feeling and and maybe some of the emotions they have when they are when they are unfortunately uh, pulled into a national tragedy like that
1: well, you know, it was it was really it was really odd because you know the, the the fire started the very morning that we arrived. So we were almost able to follow it along as it increased in severity. And you know, as we kind of saw the news and you know, we got all the way up to Chico and I think it's about, I don't know, eight to twelve miles from, away from Paradise where the fire started. You know, we're driving up ninety nine there on the way to, to Chico and off in the distance you can see flames and the, the amount of smoke, you know, we had a lot of fires up in the Northwest this summer, so we were kind of used to some smoky air, but the amount of smoke that you could see was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And it was, you know, it's a 70-degree day in Northern California at 3 in the afternoon, and it was pitch black because of all this smoke. So, you know, we're up there. Um, we made it to practice, and Greg Clink and his staff at Chico State and their administration were – I mean, first class as far as letting us know and keeping us aware with updates as to what was going on with the event. And, you know, Jackson Stava and our administration um, did such a great job of keeping us in the loop of what they were hearing back from the Chico State administration. But, you know, we go up and practice and talk with their staff afterwards, and at that point everything was was still going to be a go. But, you know, then about an hour later we came out from, from dinner and we could see ash kind of raining down on our shoulders and on the roofs of our cars that we had. And it just really seemed to be picking up in severity. And, and then when we kind of got word that, that it had, it had kind of gone up another uh, level of emergency and, and, you know, it was just, we, we had to get on the phone with our administration again and Jackson was so good about helping us, you know, get out of there safely and, and make sure that our team was safe. Cause at that point, you know, you don't really have time to sit down and, and discuss. we, we really had to be all about action, and we got our group together. Um, we, I think we checked into the hotel about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were out of there by 8.30 in the evening. I mean, we, we had such a quick turnaround. We didn't really have time to process everything until the next day, and, yeah, we did. I mean, we sat down and we talked about it a little bit and, you know, just made sure that, you know, we're obviously thankful that, that our group was safe, that we brought down. Obviously, as the head coach, I'm responsible for, for our team and and for our our personnel and staff that we travel with. Um, But it was such a crazy experience, and it all seemed to just happen so fast. So we obviously want to make sure that the well-being of our student-athletes is the number one priority. And and I was was just, again, really pleased with our administration and and how they communicated with us and were able to get us to safety.
3: Well, let's talk about some, some happier times this year for the Falcon basketball team. You're off to a 6-3 and three start overall. You're 3-1 and one in GNAC play. And what is really impressive, on this four-game winning streak you're now on, you've had three victories by more than 14 points. You won by 14 in Bellingham at Western Washington. You won mm-hmm. by 28 at Simon Fraser in Burnaby, B.C. And you had a 17-point win at Concordia Irvine, which at that point – had a 9-4 and four record, and because of that, uh, the Falcons were named the GNAC team in the week back on December the 20th. So what has allowed this team, after obviously such a, such a, 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 a disappointing, I guess you could say, or a strange start to yep. the year, what's allowed you to gel so quickly and so well?
1: Well, again, we have, we have a lot of veteran guys. I mean, even, even our sophomores, um, you know, Harry Cavill, Sharif Khan, um, amongst some others, they've played a lot of minutes, our juniors. You know, Gavin Long started as, started a handful of games as a true freshman. You know, Coleman Wooten, um, Nikhil Lazat's been through some battles with us, Nathan Stroyford, Sam Simpson. I mean, these are all fifth-year veteran guys that have seen some battles and been a part of some things. And so from the moment that we started, we were able to throw so much information and so many concepts at this group that they were able to apply. And, you know we suffered a, a injury to a to a uh, a point guard of ours early on and uh, and gave Colosimo, who's a, a very good player and does so much uh, leadership and has a lot of intangibles that we need you know then we had to come and develop that again with some more guys and they've just been so uh adaptable this is a very tough minded group you know we've we've played well on the road in some in some decent environments you know we haven't been on the road a ton, but we the, the times we've been we've we've done well and it's just a, a really together group that's very much bought into how we want to play. They fit our system and our style very well, and they, they really enjoy playing one another. This is a great group to be around and such a fun group to coach. So it's made it, it's made our job as, as coaches a little bit easier in the sense that they're just it's a, such a smart group of kids that they can just take all the things that were thrown at them and go apply it right away and You know, our ball movement has been one of the things that's been really big for us. You know, both games this weekend, um, I think we had 19 assists, 10 at the half. And, you know, when the ball's moving and everybody's touching it, it sure is fun to play. You get easier and more open shots. And then, you know, we have players that are good enough to knock them in.
3: Well, you put your four-game win streak on the line twice this week. You are at home you take on University of Alaska on Thursday and Alaska Anchorage Saturday, that uh, Thursday night uh, game going to be a seven o'clock start there in Brougham Pavilion. And then Saturday afternoon, you'll tip at four o'clock against Alaska Anchorage. Uh, again, there's no night off in the GNAC and I'm assuming you're expecting tough games on both Thursday and Saturday, true?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, these, like you said, there's no night off. These are both very well coached and very hard playing teams and, we're going to have to be ready to go, and they're going to be coming in gunning to get get a good win on the road. Both of these schools, and historically, these are both teams that have played us very toughly. So we're 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 going to be ready to go and and give it our best shot out there.
3: Grant, it is always a pleasure to have you on GNAC Insider. I look forward to the opportunity to do it again before too long. Uh, continued success with the program there, and uh, I look forward to seeing you here before the uh, before this basketball season concludes for 2019. So thanks for joining us again tonight on GNAC Insider.
1: Hey, Rob, anytime, and thank you so much for having me, and go Falcons.
3: Grant Leap joining us tonight from Seattle, the head men's basketball coach there at Seattle Pacific University. Well, from men's basketball, we're going to turn the page and talk women's basketball with Ellie Logan, from the red-hot Northwest Nazarene women's team will do that when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout.
2: Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider will be right
4: back. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world.
3: GNAC Insider, I'm Robert Lowry, and certainly glad to have you along and glad to bring Mike side now. Ellie Logan, a standout player for the Northwest Nazarene women's basketball team. Ellie joining us from uh, Napa, Idaho tonight. Hey, Ellie, thanks for spending some time with us this evening.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show.
3: Well, now I want to ask you about, first of all, your career at Northwest Nazarene there disappointing last year you missed the entire season with a torn ACL yet this year you come back I don't know I don't know if I want to call it reckless abandon but certainly you're playing extremely well for a red hot team that is one of the uh, few left undefeated in the nation at this point in the year when you stepped on the court this year did you realize you had full confidence in that in that knee that was damaged last year
5: well, I think i would had enough experience over the summer and getting back to have confidence in my knee. And, like, as far as basketball go, like, last year sitting out was hard, but being able to have such a successful team and to know the talent level that we had, um, having confidence in how good we could be was easy after watching last year.
3: So. What I think was absolutely amazing about your athletic career is the fact you missed the basketball season, as I mentioned, with that injury, yet you came back and earned All-American honors in the women's javelin as a member of the Nighthawks track and field team. When you're talking about mechanics and body and and the the way it's used – is it entirely different, uh, the the stresses you put on your body in, uh, say, the javelin as compared to on the basketball court?
5: It's different, but, I mean, the javelin has a lot of planning and at the end of it and a lot of pressure on your knees. So that was something that I wasn't expecting to do, but the training staff and doctors at you did a great job getting me back and getting me in a position to be confident that my knee was going to hold up and not worry about it and just go out and throw.
3: Well, you threw into uh, an All-American season there, and you're shooting now to what could be uh, an award-winning season as well. You're second on the Nighthawks in scoring, just under 11 points a game, and second in rebounding as well. And again, the team you're on is off to a 12-0 start and the only, uh, only one victory of those 12 by less than 14 points, and you're now up to third nationally in the uh, D2 side of pole. What has allowed this Nighthawks team to play and play as well as it has? And, again, I mentioned only one victory by less than 14 points, and you're 12-0. and 0. What is allowing you to play so well out of the gate?
5: Uh, I think that there's a lot of factors combined, but the biggest one is just our selflessness and love for each other. Um, on any given night, we can have five or six players in double figures, and you never know who's going to be the leading scorer or the leading rebounder. Um, and just having that depth on the bench and the willingness for people to give up their own to get a better shot for someone else just it's all throughout the team and I think it's led to our success so far
3: well 12 and 0 is a great way to start the year no question I want to talk a little bit about you though as, as a student athlete you're a native of a place called Fossil Oregon now Simply the way I'm built, I, I like to know where towns are, and I had never heard of fossil before. Well, I found out it was about 125 miles northeast of Bend, about 180 miles west of La Grande, so I saw where it was. Then I did a little more digging. The population of fossil now is 447 people, and you actually went to high school some 20 miles south playing for the Knights of a, of a Condon Wheeler High School with a student enrollment there of 38. So you came from a town of 447, went to a high school that has about 38. How did you manage to be recruited, and why did you decide to go to Northwest Nazarene?
5: Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story and crazy place to live. When people ask, I tell them that we're an hour and a half from Walmart, so there's really (laughs) nothing (laughs) out there.
3: (laughs) You know what, That that may be one funniest lines we've ever had delivered on chinak insider right there fossil Oregon, yeah, yeah a- just 90 minutes away from the nearest walmart oh my that's not going to be on the recruiting poster there for the town but that's pretty funny
5: no it's definitely a different process and game of basketball that i grew up playing but my mom actually played it in a so i knew about the school and both my parents were coaches and i have four siblings and we all played so it was kinda of in my blood from the start. Um and then well, and, and, just sent him an email and some film and ended up here. So
3: Was there ever any thought of going someplace else? Were you recruited by other schools there too?
5: Uh I was re- recruited for a lot of schools for javelin, but like I said, basketball's kinda of in my family and I wanted to go somewhere that would allow me to do both and allow me to do both well and playing in the GNAC and getting beyond this team, both basketball and track was the best possible situation competition wise and just lifestyle wise.
3: Well, Napa, as I understand it, has a population getting close to 100,000 people. So it, it had to have been a little bit, of, even though you are aware of the town with your connection to your family, it must've been a little bit of a shock, a culture shock for you to move from a town of the size of fossil to one that, uh, uh, was uh went from well four fifty to ninety four thousand. Is that is that fair to say?
5: Yeah, it definitely was. Um it's just kind of a different culture out in Fossil. So adjusting to Nampa, even though most people would say that Nampa is a small town, but for me it was the big
3: city. So yeah. freshman
5: year was definitely an adjustment, but I think I've adjusted well so far.
3: What are you studying there at NNU?
5: I have a biology degree that I finished, and then I'm just working
3: on a master's in business
5: administration.
3: What do you want to do when you when you graduate?
5: That's the big question right now. Um, I don't really have a direction. Kind of waiting to see what pops up. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch, so I love being out and working outdoors. But then I also love to coach and work with kids. So we'll see where I end up.
3: Would you want to go back to, uh, well, back down there to Condon Wheeler High School and be the coach there someday?
5: Uh, Probably not anytime soon, but who knows what's down the line. It's actually two just separate high schools. There's a high school in Fossil, and then Condon is 20 miles away. So we'd go to school in two separate schools and then come together and be on the same sports teams. Okay.
3: Well, Ellie, I, I, it was a, it's a fascinating story, and I, I wanted to get into it with you a little bit. I appreciate uh, appreciate your time and getting a little bit into your family background. I also appreciate talking to you about the great season the Nighthawks are now having, number three nationally and 12 and0 on the season. Continued success to you. Uh, good luck. Hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to talk to you again this year, or maybe during the the uh, track season, will you be throwing the javelin again this year?
5: Yeah, I have eligibility left for that as well. So
3: Okay. Hopefully well I'll stay maybe we'll the, for track. <laughs> maybe we'll have the opportunity to talk to you about another All American season there as well. Thanks for joining us tonight and continued success to you and the Nighthawks this year.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on the show.
3: Ellie Logan joining us tonight from Nampa, Idaho, standout player there for the just the, the red hot Nighthawks of Northwest Nazarene. Time for us now to take our GNAC weekly wrap up. In men's basketball, St. Martin's, Northwest Nazarene, Western Oregon, and Seattle Pacific are all tied for first place with three win-one-loss records in a GNAC play. The Saints, well, they have the league's best overall record at 10-2 and two after the first week of play in January. In women's action, as we mentioned, Northwest Nazarene is the last remaining unbeaten team in the conference, and the Nighthawks are 12-0, ranked third nationally after beating Western Oregon this past Saturday. And Alaska, Anchorage, Central Washington, Western Washington, and Seattle Pacific are all in a four way tie for second now in the conference standings. That's a look at what happened around the GNAC as we uh, turned the corner into 2019. As we turned the corner into 2019, we also turned the corner into the beginning of the track and field season indoor track and field to be specific we'll have the opportunity to talk with alaska anchorage head coach michael freeze about indoor track and field which we will do right after this timeout.
2: out sports.com is your 24 7 resource for all the latest on the great northwest athletic conference scheduled results standings statistics and more for all 11 GNAC members plus catch live event coverage on GNAC.tv.
4: With more than 60 areas of study to choose from, Northwest Nazarene University guarantees that you don't have to settle for a major that's anything less than your true passion. NMU graduate Chad Larson's goal was to find a program that would help him achieve his dreams. Majoring in engineering at NNU gave him the prestigious opportunity to do research with NASA. While a student, Chad worked internationally and experienced pursuing his studies in zero gravity, not once,
0: but twice. Ten years from now, I hope to have obtained my Ph.D. and then begin pursuing a career at NASA where I'll be on the cutting edge of science.
4: Thanks to the education he received at NNU, Chad is well on his way to fulfilling his dream by working to obtain his Ph.D. in engineering. It's not too late to find out which one of our majors you will love. Your program is waiting at Northwest Nazarene University. Call 467-8000 or visit nnu.edu today.
3: And welcome back to GNEC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. And when you when you take a look at uh, what you have to consider to be absolute excellence in the area of track and field, you don't have to look too much past the University of Alaska Anchorage. In 13 seasons of outdoor and four years of indoor track and field, the Seawolves have combined to win eight individual NCAA titles and 200 individual conference championships. And a lot of the success... I think is due to the coach of Alaska Anchorage, Michael Freeze. now in his 29th season as head coach of the cross-country and track and field programs in Alaska Anchorage. And he joins us now from Anchorage, Alaska tonight. Coach Freeze, thank you so much for joining us here on GNAC Insider.
0: Thank you for having me.
3: Well, not only is your teams or your teams uh, well, well uh, respected over the years, you are as well. You are the reigning GNAC Men's and Women's Cross-Country Coach of the Year. But I uh, learned today that you have received now 49 Coach of the Year awards at UAA in both cross-country and track and field. And I know coaches don't coach for accolades like that, but uh, you, you have to be pretty proud of those accomplishments. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I think that's a reflection of our of student-athletes for sure. Um, I've obviously been blessed with a lot of great assistant coaches, and uh, certainly it's a reflection of our department because, you know, you you can't, you know, coach a team alone, and uh, it it really is, a, I think, a symbol of our, of our department more than anything. I, I consider – I'm certainly appreciative of all the recognition, but I certainly always consider those more department awards rather than individual awards.
3: Well, that said, is there one of those that is, is a particular favorite of yours? And you know, I know when you win awards, they're always going to be very, very important to you. But is there one that stands out that you maybe uh, have a little more pride in than any of the others?
0: Uh, it's always the venture of the next one.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the venture, the venture for the next one getting underway for you is Saturday. <laughs> yep. uh, your okay. team's going to be at the UW indoor preview, uh, one of uh, one of several appearances you're going to be making in the indoor track and field venue this year. I've never asked a, a coach about this before, but this is a question that popped into my mind. Certainly, weather is going to be a, a major difference between indoor and outdoor track and field. Obviously. But are there challenges that the indoor season preven- presents that uh, don't carry over into the outdoor year?
0: Well, yeah, there, there's, there's, first of all, there's several. Uh, one, you know, you know, thank goodness that the University of Washington um, hosts the meets that they do. Uh, they don't have to. I mean, certainly they don't have to include uh, the regional nature of, of universities and colleges that they do. Um definitely we, uh, in the Northwest has a, a dearth of, of track and field facilities, and hopefully we can resolve that a little bit more. Um, but, you know, the number one is, you know, obviously facilities to, to host uh, the kind of competitions that are going to allow student athletes to develop. Um, the indoor track and field, when, when done, done well, is a, a very additive um, sport to uh, the, the, the overall sport of track and field. Um, developing the athletes over the course of you know the whole season not not just you know looking at each entity you know indoor or outdoor um, is kind of the trick that all the coaches have to have to play because at the end of the day we want our student-athletes to be developing um, and you know not necessarily have you know just a great indoor season and a a, a bad outdoor season but you know how can we kind of blend those two together to develop the overall track and field talents uh, of our student-athletes
3: As you mentioned, the Seawolves are going to appear in three regular season events for the indoor season uh, before the February GNAC Championships, which will be held down there in Napa, Idaho. All three of those pre-championship events are going to be hosted by the University of Washington. Do you have benchmarks that you have set for particular athletes or uh, for your team as a whole that are going to be specifically for the indoor campaign?
0: You know, not uh, not really. Our, you know, we view our athlete development, um, you know, pretty much as a whole. Certainly, we have athletes that are that are going to be at or towards the the top of of the NCAA, and then we have those that you know are going to be battling to try to be competitive at at the GNAC. And we take pride in developing all those athletes in terms of you know where where they come in and kind of where they finish up. Um, you know, one of the things that yeah, we, we really try to focus on is just, you know, feeling good about our teams, feeling good about our student athletes, uh, coming to work each and day, you know, appreciating, you know, what we have and, and um, you know, trying to work with those, those amazing student athletes that are just trying so hard in all the areas of, of their life. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to see each and every one of them develop.
3: And for you personally, you you uh, you know about track and field. You uh, ran at Linfield. You were an NAIA All-American distance runner for the Wildcats. But you're an Anchorage native. You attended Diamond High School up there. How how uh, significant is it for you to be able to go back to your hometown after a great college career, have the longevity you've had there with the Seawolves, and produce the kind of results that the team has. That has to be gratifying, particularly being done right there where you grew up.
0: Uh, I feel, I certainly feel blessed. Um, An opportunity that, you know, um, I find more and more amazing each and every season and each and every year um, to, to be able to, to be in my hometown and, Uh, develop uh, student athletes from from not only you know anchorage or alaska but from all over the world um to show them our beautiful state and uh to kind of create the outreach that we've created um and then the connections throughout you know the country from our track and field is um i don't know i you know it's it's i feel very blessed to, to have been able to spend a career doing what i do that's that's for sure
3: well and uh, I know you won't say it about yourself but I will UAA has been blessed to have you on the staff there for as long as you have been there and and continued success this year in the indoor campaign the upcoming outdoor season as well and uh and uh, good luck to you and the teams and uh, uh I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, another well, Coach of the Year award, you're going to hit the 50 mark this year when you pick one of those up, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. So thank you for joining us tonight. Good luck to you. Good luck to the Seawolves, and uh, we will talk to you again before too long, probably during the outdoor campaign will be my hunch.
0: All right. Hey, thank you very much. The GNAC is uh, – is, uh, talk about blessed. The GNAC is, is blessed with so many strong programs in track and field, certainly a sport that, that does our conference proud.
3: No question about it. Absolutely 100% agreement on my end. That's Michael Fries joining us tonight from up there in Anchorage, Alaska. As we now go around the GNAC, in men's basketball, 11 contests are on this week's conference schedule. A rivalry showdown between Western Washington and Central Washington is among the marquee matchups with the two teams meeting in Ellensburg at 7.30 on Saturday night. In women's action, the regular season continues with 11 games. Number three, Northwest Nazarene, will host second place Seattle Pacific Thursday at 5.15 tip time. In indoor track and field, as we were just talking about, nine GNAC teams will be in action this week at events in Moscow, Idaho, Bozeman, Montana, and obviously in Seattle. Hey, remember that for the latest in the GNAC, all you have to do is go to GNACsports.com. That's where you can find news, stats, standings, and so much more. Also, I'd love to have you connect with us with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the GNAC at GNAC Sports. GNAC Insider, first one of 2019. We'll wrap up tonight's show. We will do so right after this timeout.
0: In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high-impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA.
4: This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression.
0: In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard. That measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A. lead to better forms of protection and B. allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage.
2: Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
3: It's been an absolutely great first show of the year 2019. Thanks again to Michael Fries, University of Alaska Anchors Track and Field Head Coach. Also, our thanks go out to Ellie Logan, Northwest Nazarene Women's Basketball Star Guard, and to Seattle Pacific Men's Basketball Head Coach Grant Leap for joining us on this first edition of GNAC Insider for 2019. Also, thanks to our producer, Connor Pelton. Thanks as well to GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland, and thanks for you for joining us as well. We will be back your way one week from now, Tuesday night. 7 o'clock Pacific Time for our next GNAC Insider Until then, I'm Robert Lowry Consider yourself a GNAC Insider So long for now
2: You've been listening to GNAC Insider An update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference Remember to follow the GNAC through social media To find us on Facebook or Twitter search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.